Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. I'm so excited about today's program because I've written a new book that's released this month, and it's entitled Grace-Based Transformation, The Three-Stage Journey to Wholeness in Christ. And so in this episode, I share what grace-based transformation is and why I wrote this book after 20 years of full-time ministry. You know, in many ways, it's really the book that I've always wanted to write. So we're going to explore what I call the transformation pathway and then highlight the three key stages on it. Heal, grow, and share. These form the primary indicators of a Christian's progress. So if you'd like greater freedom, deeper joy, and more effective impact in your life, I invite you to listen in. And to get the book, simply go to Amazon.com or any other online book distributor. For even more resources, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And we would really love it if you would rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Of course, Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now, let's dive into today's review of my new book. All right, listeners and viewers, I'm so excited about this podcast uh, today because I get to introduce you to my new book, uh, Grace-Based Transformation, The Three-Stage Journey to Wholeness in Christ. And so uh, I wanted to take an entire sort of bonus episode podcast to really just be able to share with you about this new resource um, help you understand what it is and and what's entailed in it, why I wrote it, those kind of things. Um, and then tell you where you can get your own copy. And hopefully it will be uh, transformative in your own pursuit of following Jesus. So first of all, why? Uh, what is Grace-Based Recovery? So this is, this is my latest book about the three-stage journey to wholeness in Christ. And it's all about how to live the abundant life that Jesus offers to his followers. So it goes beyond just, you know, trying to address maybe a specific struggle, which most of my books in, in the past have been related to various aspects of sexual brokenness or recovery or, you know, even sharing just my own personal story and those kind of things, which all that is valuable. It's helpful. It's certainly been helpful in our ministry. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to go beyond just addressing specific issues and try to invite you to go on a journey, what I call the transformation pathway, this journey to wholeness in Christ, this lifelong journey of whole life transformation. So why did I even write this book? Well, it's really kind of been 20 years in the making. In fact, over the last two decades of doing full-time ministry in the area of sexual brokenness, I have discovered that this is 
kind of the book I've been wanting to write the whole time, but it took that long to just be able to form how I wanted to say it, how I wanted to deliver it, be able to share kind of what I've learned on the journey, and then also be able to condense this down into a a simple way to approach what is a very um, complex and it really is about a lifelong journey. And I wanted to provide just more of a comprehensive discipleship resource for any Christian. It's not just got to be somebody dealing with sexual brokenness issues. Although you'll find that many of the stories and anecdotes and things like that that are part of the um, the book are going to come from a lot of stories, either from my own life or from, I got a lot of people to contribute to this in terms of sharing stories. But I wanted to be a more of a comprehensive discipleship resource that every Christian could pursue greater freedom and deeper joy and really more effective impact in their life. And so then the question is, is what is the transformation pathway? Because that's what I talk about in the book all the time is this three stage journey on the transformation pathway. And so these three stages of the transformation journey are heal, grow, share. And so what I'd like to do in most of our time here in this particular podcast is I want to talk about those three areas and and how they actually intersect and why they're so important to the issue of discipleship and the issue of the lifelong transformative journey that God wants to take us on by his grace. And so first is heal. Why is healing necessary for transformation? So at the very beginning of the book in the heal section, um, I talk about how this is often an area that we don't we don't talk about as Christians when it comes to discipleship. There's lots of discipleship resources out there that talk about how to pray or how to read your Bible and you know engage a lot of the disciplines of the Christian life. And all of that is good. We need that. We need to understand the disciplines. We need to understand how to get in the Word. We need to understand how to pray. And and all of that's included in here. But I wanted to lay a foundation that is often not talked about in the church. And that is the issue of, of pain and the need for healing from, from deep wounds. And uh, one of the parts that I put in that whole section on healing is trying to even also get a different lens through which you are understanding pain or even navigating pain in your life. And I try to show how pain can actually be an ally. And I'm not saying the pain is good. What I am saying is that maybe we could reframe how we engage pain or how we experience pain in our lives so that it can actually move us forward on this transformation pathway. And so I share five ways that pain can serve as an ally. So one of those is that pain warns you of danger. It's almost like there's this mercy that God has given us in our bodies, even in our emotions and our minds, that pain Although pain in and of itself is not a good thing, it it acts as a warning. Okay, if I put my hand over a fire, guess what? If I can feel pain, that's a good thing because it's warning me and it's telling me, get your hand out of there. Even on an emotional level, pain can warn us of like, something's not right here. Something needs to be addressed. Something, um, uh, there's a danger possibly here to my own soul that I need to address. Another way that pain can serve as an ally is that pain reminds you of your wounds. And that can actually be a good thing along the journey. So an excerpt that I have from page 40 about this idea that pain reminds you of your wounds says this. 
It's okay to live with scars. Don't try to ignore or erase them. Healing from a wound doesn't mean you must deny what happened or remove all traces of it. Healing from wounds is about responding appropriately to the injury so as not to remain in a state of debilitation. Let your scars remind you of what happened so that you can learn and grow from it. See, in that way, pain acts as an ally. It says, hey, oh, you know what? I remember this wound. And when, when something presses on that and, it, and I kind of feel that pain again, I can be reminded it's okay to live with that scar. I don't have to reopen that wound. I don't have to cut myself open again. But when it gets pressed and touched, sometimes it, it hurts. But it reminds me, oh, you know what? I've, I've, I've gone through a season. There's been forgiveness. And now I can be reminded of, well, how can I even continue to learn and grow even from that wound? A third way that pain can act as an ally is pain pushes you to seek help. Every single one of us, at some point in our lives, we're going to face some kind of pain that we just go, I, I, I don't know what to do. I have no idea how to handle this, whether it be a physical pain, an emotional pain, spiritual pain, whatever. And in that way, pain pushes us to seek help. And you know what? That is a, that's a good response. That's a good way to, to, to navigate pain is recognize that we were never intended to deal with all of our pain in isolation and disconnected from community. And so pain can also then push us to seek help. A fourth way that pain serves as an ally is pain prepares you for empathy or compassion. You know, it's one thing for me to be compassionate towards someone else who is in pain when I have no personal connection to that pain. I, I have no idea uh, what it feels like to give birth to a child. But you know what? I could show compassion to my wife when she was going through that process. I could give every part of myself in every way that I knew how to be able to try to comfort her and help her through that. But I could not connect with her in the same way that another mother could connect with her in that way. And the same is true when we've experienced deep pain and we've, we've gone through a process of healing from that pain and then we meet somebody or our lives intersect in some way with somebody who's experiencing a similar or the same kind of pain, oh my goodness, there's a different kind of compassion that can come up. There's a different kind of connection you can have with that person because you have experienced that pain. You know what that feels like. And while we can never identically live another person's experience, we can have much greater empathy and much greater compassion towards those who are experiencing the same kinds of pain that we have experienced. And so pain actually prepares you for empathy. Now, I know that when you're in the pain, you know, nobody wants to say, oh, great, this is preparing me for empathy. No, you got to deal with the mess. It hurts and, and it's painful. That's what pain is. But as you come through that, that pain has actually prepared you to have greater compassion for your neighbor who is struggling in the same way. And then finally, the fifth way that pain serves as an ally is pain paradoxically points you to paradise. See, the great news of the gospel, and that's really what this whole book is about, is helping you understand and live out the gospel. What does it mean for you to live as a faithful follower of Jesus? Pain is a reminder that things aren't as they're going to be one day. God has made promises. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, there you may be also. He says 
There is a, there's a day coming when all tears, all sorrow will be wiped away and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any need for mourning because death has been swallowed up in victory. So when we experience pain now, even though it's, it's, it, it hurts, even though it's difficult, it can also point us in that moment to say, you know what? I can cling to promises that go deeper than this pain. I have a hope that shows me that this pain will not last forever. So the whole first part of the book is really dealing with this issue of healing and the need that we have for healing. And so I start out with trying to unpack pain and help people see, because so many times we skip ahead to all of the disciplines, all the practices of, of discipleship, and we miss what our hearts need in terms of healing. We can't get to the next two stages of grow and share unless there has been deep healing in our own souls. And so don't skip past this issue of healing. And part of healing also is learning how to live into the truth of your identity. So I spend a lot of time in terms of what does it look like to heal the lies that have been spoken into your identity, the untruths around who you are and what your purpose is. And so healing is the primary first stage of the transformation pathway. Then we've got to talk about growth. And what kind of growth is actually necessary for transformation? One of the key elements that I talk about uh, a lot in that section is just the uh, humility. There's a need for being able to confess our sins and deal with our pride and all those kinds of things that block us from really being a good reflection of our creator and a good um, image bearer. And so humility is key. But also another thing that's part of growth is we must learn to walk by the Spirit. Uh, Ephesians, or Galatians 5.16 says, Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So a faithful follower of Jesus learns to walk by the Spirit. And so an excerpt that I have from, and one of the ways that we learn to walk by the Spirit is that the Spirit is our teacher. And I, I have this excerpt from page 117 in the book. God's Spirit is your teacher. He teaches us through our brokenness and failures. He doesn't want us to fail, nor does he set us up for failure. But he knows our weaknesses and struggles. As the word says, he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. Psalm 78, 39. God is patient and gentle in teaching us. His instruction isn't meant to crush us. It's meant to transform and mature us. We all know that the greatest lessons we have ever learned in our lives came from failing, not from getting it right. In fact, to finally get anything right requires the rite of passage through failure. So walking by the Spirit is not about us just always hitting home runs and always getting everything, but actually learning how do I, as the Spirit as my teacher, and recognizing that He is not going to uh, uh, discard me when I stumble, when I fall. In fact, he's going to be right there and saying, okay, Jonathan, um, boy, you really face planted there. So let's, let me, let me brush you off here. Let me get you back up. I'm not going to shame you. You're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I want to help you learn from this. So let, let's talk about this. And the spirit invites me into a conversation so I can learn from that failure. And so part of our growing in our faith is recognizing that failures aren't fatal. Um, they're not final. 
They don't get to define who I am. Remember, part of healing was understanding your true identity. And as we grow, then we start realizing every single misstep, every single trip that I have along this journey is another opportunity to learn. And so that's how we mature. We don't mature by aiming at failure. We mature by learning from failure as we walk by the Spirit. And then another key component of growth that we need for this transformation journey is community. Don't even try to live the Christian life alone. It is an exercise in futility. It will not work because we were designed to bear God's image. We were made to bear God's image and fundamental to the image of God is community because in the one God, there is father, son, and spirit in perfect harmony, perfect community, perfect oneness. And so there's a sense in which to bear his image. We can't do that off alone, isolated, disconnected from other people. Um, you know, one thing that the scriptures bear out in that is from the very beginning, when, when God created Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And that was two people in that conversation, God and Adam. So from God's perspective, you are alone if it is just you and him in your closet. He says, you've got to connect with other image bearers. You've got to connect with what the Bible calls the body of Christ. We need each other. We're not going to grow apart from those relationships and those connections. And then the last section of the book, the last stage in kind of this transformation pathway is share. Now, why is it necessary that you share in order to be transformed and made more like Christ? One of the things I start out with is through sharing, we, we have a different focus. Our, our focus shifts from, from my kingdom and selfishness in me and actually gets, I get focused on God's kingdom. What does it look like to live as a citizen of his kingdom and recognize that I'm to live now in this life, in this world as a citizen of heaven? And what does it look like then for me to live in such a way that I'm bringing those kingdom principles, I'm bringing that kingdom life into my community, into my family, into my neighborhood, into where I live and work? What does that look like? Another key component, though, of sharing and how this actually helps us in our transformation journey is that we don't really discover the joy of the journey without giving or sharing. So I really, it's giving that builds our faith. It's not hoarding. You can't hoard the gospel. So on page 162, I share this. Do you want greater faith? greater joy, then give lavishly. Give the way God has given to you, graciously, without strings attached, with total love. When we measure our giving or attach conditions to our gifts, we're giving out of fear, not faith. But when we give sacrificially, abundantly, to the point that we bear a real cost, then we are giving out of faith. We are giving like God. See, you, you will experience a certain type of joy in just, you know, receiving the blessings of God, enjoying the, the goodness of his forgiveness and, and all those sweet, sweet things that God gives to us through, through the gospel. But let me tell you, there's an exponential difference in the kind of joy that you will experience on this life and the way that your whole heart, your whole inside, your whole life will be transformed when you learn to actually give 
in the same manner that God has given to us. Because how has God given to us? Completely. He gave his very self through his son, Christ Jesus, to the point of saying, I will lay down my life for you. And when we learn to give like that, notice that in Hebrews 12, it says that it was for the joy that was set before him that Christ endured the cross. There was a joy in God and through Christ laying everything down, giving his entire life. There was a joy that was on the other side of that giving. And then finally, the last part of sharing is that it's all about the mission. The mission for us as image bearers of God who are in Christ Jesus is to make disciples. And so you've got to share. You've got to share your story. You've got to share his story. You've got to be able to let your life be a billboard and a mouthpiece for the good news of Jesus so that more and more can come onto this transformation pathway and be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. And so that's uh, that's the book. I've got it here. Um, it's it's a pretty simple read, but you can you can kind of go as deep as you want to into it. Um, but it's laid out in a simple way. You can you can use it for yourself. I would highly recommend that you use it in community, whether that be in a one-on-one discipleship with another person that you're saying, hey, we want to grow together. I'd love it if you did it in a small group, maybe with three, four, five people. You can use it in like a classroom setting. It can be, you know, um, every single uh, section has questions and it's just, it's it's an easy to use book, um, even if the principles inside are going to challenge you over a lifetime. And um, And I just hope, I hope and pray that it will be a resource that will encourage you to go deeper in your walk with Jesus, um, that you can learn to love and live like him more and more each and every day. So if you would like to get a copy of the book, it's available on Amazon uh, or just about any other online book retailer that you can find. And I I would ask you this, um, if you get the book, I would love for you to uh, give me your feedback. But also as part of that, I'd love for you to be able to go on Amazon and leave a review. That really helps a lot in terms of the ranking and just other people being able to find it. Um, And it just creates kind of a community uh, where people can know what to expect with the book. But I'd also love to hear your feedback. So if you you read the book, if you get the book, please feel free to send me feedback directly. Uh, My email address is jonathan at bebroken.org. And so you can just send me a direct message with whatever your feedback is. Um, We're in this together. We're better together. And we're all on this transformation pathway to live and love like Jesus. So thanks for being with us today. Um, I'm always grateful to you as our listeners and the feedback that you give. And so I pray that it's a good day for you. We look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.